It's a James Brown tribute show. 1933 to 2006. Rest in peace, Godfather. dog fans it's bowl game week this is the dog cast i'm derek and we've got old dog here in the bunker but tonight we're not talking about the bowl game it's a sad day in the bulldog nation and we're going to do our customary as we did for bill hartman and for irk russell we're doing our customary bulldog tribute show to james brown who passed away on christmas day of pneumonia at uh, in atlanta Old Dog, I know you've got a whole lot more memories of James Brown as a Bulldog fan and legendary entertainer than I have. So uh, I'm going to let you take away take away some thoughts here for us with your Bulldog memories of James Brown. Well, I, I appreciate that. And first, so, so we don't get a whole lot of emails or uh, voicemails and everything. He went in for pneumonia but actually died of uh, congestive heart failure. Right. Because he was yeah, full know, of fluid, good, I think. You know, I know. And in and in the way, and you know, as as we do here at uh, at the dog cast, you know, we like to keep it real and we like to keep our facts straight. So, oh yeah. You know that that's what it was. Oh, it's all about but, the facts. Uh, yeah, it's uh, you know, it, it's I hate the fact that we've had to do three of these shows, you know, this year. I know uh, it's been a tough year. It well, you know, Hartman, Irk, and uh, you know, and now James Brown, but. Uh, you know, I guess a couple of the things that, and I guess the thing I'd like to say first about James Brown is he was, and it's kind of ironic to say this, but, uh, you know, he was a pretty non-potentious dog fan. Uh, you know, nowadays with the 24 hours of coverage of sports and uh, Southern Cal, you know, kind of making it back into the thing, you know, the sideline is kind of the place to be seen. And, uh you know, I guess probably the biggest one that likes to be seen is Will Farrell, who, you know, I think is fairly funny, but, you know, he makes a big deal about being a USC fan and, you know, win or lose, can hardly wait to get on Sports Center, you know, and talk about that and promote his movie or, you know, whatever he may be doing. And, uh, you know, James Brown didn't do that stuff. Uh, you know, James Brown had a great career in, uh, 75, he was moved by just a tenacious defense to sit down and, and pin Dooley's junkyard dogs. You know, unlike some of these guys that came afterwards, uh, you know, James Brown actually had a music career other than singing about Georgia football. Uh, you know, he he just wrote that from the heart, and, uh, you know, he did quite a few halftime shows, but I think the thing I'll remember most, and it happened numerous times. He had seats right there in the stadium when he could make it. You know, sometimes he was he was locked up there in uh, the North Augusta Detention Center. 
you know, a few <laughs> minor altercations, you know, a couple stray shots at his wife, or hey. you know, may have beaten may have beaten another wife. You know, who knows? You got to keep it real, man. It, Keeping it real. He could make it when he could make it. James Brown was there, and on numerous occasions, when he thought the time was needed, where the defense might have needed a little pick me up, he didn't wait till halftime. Wasn't some extravagant show. Wasn't getting paid. You know, it wasn't made a big deal of licensing like agreements and all now, that contracts you know, that, and stuff. Right. You know that Michael Jackson's going to be there. You know, James Brown exposed his breath for free. Absolutely. You know, he had these damn shirts. You know, cut down to his belly button. Oh, Nipples just sticking out for all to see. Check the dog. But anyway, check the check the website if you want to see that. See a picture of what old dog is talking about. But anyway, I digress there. But on numerous occasions, when James Brown thought it was needed needed to inspire the defense, he would leave his seat, walk to the cheerleader station, grab the microphone have the band strike up Dooley's Junkyard Dogs and do an impromptu concert right there with the fans joining in. Oh, yeah. Just... I mean, he wasn't. it wasn't fireworks. It wasn't a halftime show. It wasn't promoted by whatever network may have been showing the game. And I'm talking about back in the old days when the contracts were you only got on TV twice a year plus the bowl game. I know. I mean, it's not like it is now where every game's on. I mean, James Brown loved the dogs he didn't go there uh but he was a fan and uh you know he was the godfather of soul he didn't need the dogs to promote himself he just loved georgia football and that's the kind of stuff that makes us special and separates us not only from every school in the sec but from every school in the nation you don't find Frank Sinatra jumping up and singing my way at a Hofstra game, even if they have a football (laughs) team or anything like that. We had the godfather of soul jumping up on a cheerleader stand singing about our defense. And that is something special to Georgia. And And I I think probably my favorite story, and I think it was, and I may be wrong on the year, and, uh, you know, please feel free to correct me. I believe it was. Oh, they will. They're, they're, I'm sure they will. They're poised over their was, keyboards to correct you right now. I believe it. I believe it was '78 when Prince Charles was uh, making his tour of America and uh, was coming into Athens and was going to appear at a halftime uh, at the halftime. And we had, or not we, but a law had been passed there on the Georgia books that no uh, motorized vehicle could ride on the hallowed turf at Sanford Stadium. And, of course, the reason for that was to keep that nasty-ass old Model A or Model T, whatever it is that Georgia Tech runs around in, you know, off of our turf. And <laughs> they were going to pass they were gonna pass a special law uh, legislation allowing Prince Charles to be driven out to the 50-yard line where he would get out of whatever he was going to get out of and, uh, you know, take the stand and address, you know, the students, say, you know, whatever he did. I was up on the tracks and so damn drunk I could have cared less. But the story goes that James Brown, you know, said, hey, you know, if he's coming out in the car, I'm coming out in my white Rolls Royce to do my halftime show. <laughs> and at some point in these discussions, someone pointed out to James, said, well, you know, James – this is the Prince of England. 
And his retort to that was, yeah, so what? I'm the godfather of soul. And it ends up both men walk from the locker room to the 50-yard line. Damn right. I mean, I, I tell you, and before I get to, you know, the year was 1977, actually. It wasn't 78. I got. I actually have the year on that. 1977. Well, when you, get, when you get my age, stuff just runs together. And believe it or not, that was the homecoming game. Here's a little tidbit for you. That was the homecoming game against Kentucky in 1977, which we lost 33 to nothing to Kentucky. Anyway. No wonder I had the year wrong. Yeah, no wonder you were drunk. <laughs> no wonder you were every drunk. Every time we used to – well, well, actually, I was on the tracks for that game, and I was I was drunk Friday about 2, 2 oh, p.m. Oh, God, I know. I'm telling you what. All right, so – but, yeah, like you said, the thing about James Brown – and, you know, this is just going to be a little short show, guys. We're fixing to wrap this up. But the thing about James Brown that most strikes me – and most of all of his stuff kind of came before my time. But if you're a student now or a student in the 80s and 90s, kind of like I was, um, you know, James Brown, he was just a regular fan. When it came to Athens and it came to the University of Georgia, he, you know, he was the godfather of soul and he was this huge recording artist with these number one songs, of, you know, from the 60s and even. Even with all that in the, in his past, even with all that under his belt, he still you know sat in a regular seat like a regular guy at at Georgia football games, and he wrote this song about Dooley's junkyard dogs. He did a lot of halftime shows, not just one halftime show, but he did several halftime shows with the fire hydrant and the red stage and the the cape and all that stuff, you know. And he did all that stuff. A lot of that stuff was totally impromptu, just like you said, old dog. And, um, man, that's just huge. That's huge if you think about it, just how blessed we were and and how, what a great thing it was to have, have uh, James Brown hanging around the stadium because he wanted to be there, not because he was promoting his movie or, or selling the album or something like that, you know? He was oh, exactly. a real bulldog. He was, and and it just shows, you know, something that, you know, most of these listeners know. Uh, you know, James Brown traveled the world, sang for kings and queens, but on a Saturday afternoon in the fall, there was no place he'd rather be than sitting in his seat in Athens, Georgia. You got it. You got it, buddy. And I tell you what, that's about it. I think that, that's a good note to go out on, old dog. That no place any of us would rather be on a fall Saturday than between the hedges with all of our buddies in Athens. And James Brown, I mean, he was one of us, buddy. I mean, he really was a fan's. He was a fan's fan. There's no doubt about it. The Godfather no doubt about it. He was. He was a. He was a great bulldog, and uh, you know he'll be missed. And uh, you know, I hope. I hope up there in rock and roll heaven, uh, you know, Georgia wins every game. I hear you. Well, listen, dog fans, I appreciate you checking in with us. We just want to do a little show here as a tribute for James Brown because, man, I love the music. I love the man. He was a great fan, and, um, I mean, he deserves a tribute show. So we have some great – we have a great picture, a couple of great pictures of him on the website. And if you want to go to the website, we have a fan 
fantastic video of James Brown doing a halftime show. It has clips in there of Irk Russell and Coach Dooley in all of their polyester regalia. And uh, I tell you, it's a fantastic video. And you have to go to dogcast.com to check that out. You guys can call us at 706-534-1516. Tell us what you think about the shows and what you think about the bowl game coming up. We will be back tomorrow night, old dog. Tomorrow night with the pregame show for the bowl game. We've also got a contest so I can give away some of the completely useless Christmas stuff I got that I have duplicates of or don't want. So we're going to have some trivia contests for you on the pregame show tomorrow. So be sure to check us out before the bowl game this weekend. Old dog. Probably the most important thing we'll do tomorrow, though, is answer the question, what is a hokey? Exactly. And we do have the answer, by the way. We we Actually, there are a, more than one answer. We have all the answers, just like we do for most everything. We have all the answers, dog fans. So check back with us tomorrow for the bowl game pregame show, the Peach Filet Bowl between Virginia Tech and the Bulldogs. And Old Dog, take us out of here before we play Dooley's Junkyard Dogs by James well, Brown. Well, I tell you, I, not, not a whole lot more to be said. Uh, you know, James Brown, rest in peace. You lived a great life. You brought joy to many, many people's lives, especially the Bulldog Nation. And, uh, you know, let's hit Dooley's Junkyard Dogs for one more time on the Dogcast. back on the one and a half second down for Tennessee they need one yard and two feet for a touchdown Francis is going to give it to the tailback Davis he tried to bounce out and we hit him on the four Tennessee up to the line two men right two men left four wide outs and one running back 29 seconds they're on the Georgia four Francis back and they sacked him
Yeah. 